What's going on, everybody? Before we get this show going, you're, I'm your host, Derek O'Reilly. Let me fill up your glass of Detroit Kool-Aid for you. Drink it in now. Side of cornbread. Cornbread! Oh, what the heck? Make it a double. Cornbread! Because today, I got a pop-in guest. He decided to show up. Want to talk some Lions football. You guys know who he is. Woo-wee! Woo! Hashtag choppy liking. Chops is back on the show. We got to talk about... Senior Bowl, Draft, we might have some rants, we'll talk about some Lions Pro Bowlers, one of your favorites, I know. We got lots to get into, buddy, how you doing? Oh, Okri, how else can I start? I gotta give you the live version. Woo-wee! It is the Detroit Lions offseason, and I am ready to go. Oh, there, there's no doubt, like I was saying on another pod, I was kind of like, you know, some of you are somewhat checking out because there's no football, and like a lot of you are checking in <laughs> because we got the draft coming up. We got free agency. Chops, I don't know if you've heard this. I've said it for probably since the show began. This is single handedly the biggest offseason in the history of the Detroit Lions. Would you agree? Every offseason is the biggest offseason in Lions history when you have not won a Super Bowl and as long as we have Oakry. So, yes, I 100% agree. It is the best offseason. And we, I mean, let's go. Let's get into it. And, and for all those people that are like, you know, falling asleep on the NFL for the next whatever, four or five months, like, wake up. It's time. This is the best part of the season leading into the real football. I love this time of year. It's it's so big. I mean, we got cap space. We have draft picks. We have a GM that knows what he's doing. We have Dan freaking Campbell leading the charge. He's a leader of men. So much to get into. So, Chops, we, we got tons of topics. Who, who knows where this show might go? People know that we've been known to mix in some gimmicks, some laughs, but we're here to talk ball. And the thing that's right on top of us actually got going just as we got recording here. The Senior Bowl, the Reese's Senior Bowl is going down in Mobile, Alabama. I talked a little bit about last week, gave some crazy names for people to look out. And like for me, I just haven't had enough time yet, man. There's there's great podcasts out there. There's YouTube videos now. They actually have a practice under their belt, so we get to know some of these guys. They're a little bit off the radar. Um, I, I I saw they weren't doing the full live TV stream, but I guess it's going to be on, you know, check your NFL network, check ESPN for those replays, those recap shows. But I can't wait to dive into this. And I'm thinking in the next week or two, I'm really going to give some people some new names of players that they need to circle for the NFL draft to keep their eye on, man. Yeah, okay. I mean, the Senior Bowl has really become like a week-long event now, right? Like, it, it, it wasn't this elaborate. I mean, there's so much content around the Senior Bowl now. These live practices, you've got, you know, again, I feel like there's a media day. It just seems like forever, like 10 days leading up to the actual Senior Bowl. But uh, but it's good, man. It gives our coaches, it gives our the people a chance to get in, get to know these kids. Um, you know, you, you know the studs at the top of the draft, they're, they're kind of known, but this really is the opportunity to get to find those diamonds in the rough, to look at some of these guys that are going to be going in the third, fourth, fifth, sixth round. And it's just a great opportunity for these kids to shine. And it's a good opportunity for Brad, always open for business homes and his scouting team to get the leg up on the competition for finding some of these gems. 
Nope, nope. Not, not, not yet. Not yet. You might want to stay tuned because we might have some mock draft mania at some point in this show. You got to keep listening, especially those sponsors, which helps out the show because pretty soon you'll be hearing this. Choppy, like, there are so many good seniors. Usually the guy that balls out at the senior bowl ends up being a ball player. I've got some names circled. I heard some kid from Bowling Green who I made fun of last week is a heck of a player. We've got some rush players that I'm looking at. We've got some corners I like. Wide receiver people think we're set on, but you can always add more playmakers. I mean, anything you position groups or, um, you know, do you have a name or two or are you just letting this thing play out and then we'll get into it as it gets closer? Okri, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna surprise the people with oh a name and and a little bit of a following that I'm doing at the Senior Bowl, uh, and this means no disrespect to my boy JG16. But I am keeping an eye on some of these sneaky quarterbacks that oh, might be going in the fourth and go. fifth, sixth round. I'm looking at guys like Clayton Toon from Houston, who's been throwing dimes, commanding the offense. Looks like an accurate thrower. That's what I'm hearing. That's what my inside source is saying. So, yeah, man, I'm, I'm taking a look at some of these late-round QBs, uh, much like Mike Tomlin was doing last year trying to uh, replace uh, Ben Roethlisberger. I am looking for a guy who can come and sit behind Jared Goff for a few years. So let me get this straight. First of all, you mentioned it multiple times, but you didn't give me time to do the drop for the people. And the people consist of the millions of <laughs> You also then have been known to go on Twitter at Chops in the D and call out me at Derek Oakery and say, what's all this bula bula about drafting quarterbacks, taking quarterbacks high? And then you have the audacity to come on the show and talk about you got your eyes on the quarterback. You named off some guy I never even heard of and could care less about. I mean, it's laughable. Everybody's in <laughs> Because you were the guy that uttered this. I don't want your bula bula support when it comes to Jared Goff. You don't get to join the <laughs> Goff train. You're off, bro. You're off. Wait, what does that take? That makes no sense on any level. Okri, if you pay attention, I know this might be very, very difficult for your elementary mind to follow. But you were talking quarterbacks in the first and second round. I'm talking quarterbacks in the late rounds. I'm talking about a developmental guy, a guy that can sit and shadow JG's team for a few years. Not guys I'm taking in the first, second round looking to play them right away or, you know, talk about a quarterback controversy nonsense. No, I'm talking about guys who can develop into a nice backup and then maybe take over the reins when JG's won us a Super Bowl, you know, 26, 27, whatever. All right. Well, I want a quarterback that could play if I'm going to take one. That's first and foremost. Second of all, like, I mean, you're talking about quarterbacks, guards. I mean, we need more rush players. We need more people that can cover so we can actually like hold a team down rather than just passing the football all over us all day long. We need playmakers so we can put up even more points and make your quarterback Jared Goff look even better somehow than he did this year, which just blew everyone's mind. I mean, there'll be plenty of guys to do that in the uh, Senior Bowl. So, Chappy, do you have any more Senior Bowl comments or should we move to something I know you want to talk about? Lions Pro Bowlers. Let's let's get one more take in here on the on the on the senior bowl, Okri. Oh, and I, I want to bring up a position that I think a lot of people are overlooking. And it, there's gonna be a hole there because we got Vitai coming back from a missing a full year injury. We got Evan Brown who's gonna get paid some stupid money uh because he show he shined this year, lined up with all these studs. And that's the uh, guys at the guard position. Um, I'm looking at at uh, I'm looking at you, Osiris Terrence from Florida. I'm looking at you, John Michael Schmitz from Minnesota, and I'm looking at you, Andrew Voorhees from USC. And there may be a Michigan man in there too. But hey, don't sleep on the offensive guards that are in the pro the Senior Bowl. And uh, we're gonna t- I think we're gonna take one in, in the uh, late second, early third. Chappy, you know how you, you always come on this show, I give you the big lead up, I, oh yeah, I agree with you, oh good point, I appreciate it. This is like two in a row, just just, just bad takes by you, I mean basically it's this. This is a bad decision, period, point blank, it was a, a, one of the dumbest decisions I ever made. You're taking a guard with pick 18, you're, you're focusing on the offensive line, the strength of our team, I mean, 
I don't need first round picks at every spot to be able to block. I don't. I have plenty of them. I need to figure out how to keep them, pay them, and, and keep rolling. I, I don't need another interior offensive lineman high. I can find those guys in the fourth, fifth, sixth round. Ay, ay, ay. I mean, again, I feel like you're not even listening to what I'm saying. Is there a reason why I'm on this show? Did I say take a guard at 18? I think I said late second, early third, but hey, that's okay. Hey, hey, if you uh, if you want to just dismiss and not Copy. listen to what I'm saying, I <laughs> Let, can you know take my podcasting talents elsewhere. <laughs> Let me educate you more. You're not getting the kid from Florida outside of the top 20 you're not getting the other two names you named off anywhere in the third round or the late second no these are high picks you named off like the three best players that are out there like uh, that's why it doesn't make any sense all right you're getting me upset can you tell like i say we get to pro bowlers you talk for 20 minutes about jared goff why he made it why he was snug why you're so happy why he got his highlights on loop at home go ahead well, I mean, are you gonna are you gonna listen, or you're just gonna click mute and you know take a take a 20 minute snooze here? Are you, are I'm gonna you try to calm down right now because I'm a little upset. Go ahead. <laughs> listen, uh, uh, let me let me try to get your mind at ease here. Okay, okay. Listen, the conductor of the hashtag golf train is at the helm. Climb into the back of the booth, take lines. a nap. You know, take some some sleepy pills, whatever you need to do to calm yourself Woo! down and get in a better mood while. The conductor of the golf train talks about his boy getting named to the Pro Bowl after getting absolutely snubbed. He should be now be the starter of the Pro Bowl that Jalen Hurts is in the Super Bowl. So, yeah, I'm freaking excited that JG16, my boy, Jared Goff, is now in the Pro Bowl. Okay? It took long enough. It took them weeks. They had to wait for another guy to get to go to the Super Bowl. And then they finally made the right decision and bring the guy in. You know, I could run down the list, Okri. Just, again, soothing. Stay calm. Enjoy your nap in the back. Well, I'm going absolutely ballistic in the front going, look, Jared Goff had the – Longest touchdown pass, 81 yards of any quarterback in the NFC. He's third in total yards. He's third in yards per game. He's second in TDs, 29, tied for second. He only had seven interceptions all year, tied for second in the NFC. The guy was absolutely snubbed. But if you just that is incredible. In the back and calm down. Are you are you soothed yet? Is the golf train putting you to sleep yet? Are you good? You ready to talk now? Yes, I, I, I'm ready. I heard stats. I heard a lot of bula bula about this quarterback who who I've like, I've come your way. I acknowledge that you were right. I acknowledge you, Choppy. It was a good call by you. I'm on board with this guy at quarterback. I may have some other tricks up my sleeve, maybe when we get to our mock drafts. But I'm here to say this. Okay, great what you said about that guy. We have a guy that you dubbed on the show. Amon Ra going to the Pro Bowl now. We have a nasty beast that figured out how to play right tackle out of clear blue sky, which I love. He's going to be like a 10-time all-pro talent on the right or the left side. His name is Penne Sewell. And everyone's all happy that these guys made it. The Lions got to the Pro Bowl. I don't care. The Pro Bowl means nothing to me. It probably is a good resume hit for these players. They'll probably use it as a bargaining chip to get more money. The Pro Bowl is the biggest joke ever. But I'm somewhat intrigued because they got rid of that horrible football game. They're now going to play flag football. They're going to do trivia, dodgeball. They're probably playing tiddlywinks. I don't know what they're doing. But it's better than playing a game of football where nobody tackles, nothing happens. It shouldn't happen because these guys shouldn't be playing a game whatsoever. But I could care less about the Pro Bowl. I never cared about the Pro Bowl. I never will care about the Pro Bowl. To me, the NFL Top 100 voted on by the players is what is more, has more equity. It's a better gauge of talent. Your boy Jared Goff ain't going to be on the Top 100, I'm sorry to tell you. But he made the Pro Bowl. St. Breezy, a.k.a. A-R-S-B made it, and Penny Souls is a staple on every list everywhere. There you go. Well, listen, I will agree with you. The uh, I actually value the NFL Top 100 as a better gauge than the Pro Bowl. But that being said, it is really nice to get some national recognition for our, our Detroit Lions. I mean, I, how is Amon Ra still a secret in the NFL? Like, 
So the other day, somebody, I think it was Keyshawn Johnson was going through his list of like top 15 ranks. And he didn't even say, I'm on raw. He just overlooked him. I'm like, what? How, how do you not know who this guy is? It's insane. So That's hopefully terrible. the Pro Bowl gives these guys some some name cachet, recognition they deserve. Um, you know, yeah, at the end of the day, it's I mean, it doesn't mean anything, right? Like you said, I think they're going out there, they're going to play dodgeball. Like when I hear that, all I think is from that that silly uh, Vince Vaughn movie, if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. And they're going to be like throwing wrenches at the guys or something. Who even freaking knows? But but again, the game was terrible. It's all about name, national recognition. And other than that, it doesn't mean squat. What you're saying and kind of saying is it's it's terrible. That's terrible. What you what you're saying, really saying, but not kind of saying is it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what your name is. Kind of what you're saying because it doesn't. But I'm glad your boy made it. I'm glad about that. Choppy, you you got me upset. We're having fun here on the show as we always do. We don't know. I mean, there's a possibility. But we throw it out there sometimes. We may get some callers to the Kool-Aid hotline. Who knows? 989-272-3484. And if you're trying to tell me, oh, man, I'm just, I don't know when you guys are recording. I'm never home. I'm super busy. My life's too important. You can call or text that number at any time. (laughs) Leave a voicemail. If you send a text message to the line, I get it. I'm busier than you, so I read them. I get back to you when I can. I try to play them on the show if they're funny. I'll read them on the show if they're funny. But, Choppy, that line is open all the time, isn't it, buddy? I may or may not have called that line, uh, 989-272-3484, a couple of times and left a few sound drops for you. Uh, It's always open, and you can text it. You can call it. And you can definitely get get uh, you can get some live airtime if you leave a good message. Um, you know, we let the people know on the Twitterverse that when we're going to be recording, so they can actually call in, maybe get on the show. Uh, yeah, but it's it's a great opportunity for people to come and talk with two amazing hosts <laughs> about their Detroit Lions. So, Choppy left this I think on his first voicemail. We just having fun calling Woo! in. Hashtag Choppy liking. And and it's just like when I heard that, the first thing I heard, all I said was, that's a drop. And that has become a staple on the show when you're on. Just like when I made the Detroit Kool-Aid music, each version, somebody asked me, hey, did you change up the music? I got like three, four versions of the music. Those are all first takes, people. Those are first mixes by your boy, the host here, Derek Oakry. And when I did them, I'm like, yep, that's it. That's the music. So um, it's just funny how that kind of stuff works out. But yeah, man, you've contributed some good drops to the show. Uh, usually some good takes other than drafting guards and talking for 10 minutes about Jared Goff and things like that. But, Chappy, I think we need to get our commercial break in here. I think we need to come back. I might even have – I got off to, like, a start here, but I might have some more rants in my back pocket for the back part of the show. I tease some mock drafts, some NFL draft content. You might want to stay tuned. And, and who knows what might happen on the back part of the show. This is why you listen from the minute we start until the minute it's over. You never know what might happen. Yeah, Oakry can't agree more. You never know what's going to happen. I mean, look, you might hear a, a, a hashtag bleepity bleep bleep bleep. We never know. There could be a slip. Uh, you know, there could be a there could be a, a straight up drag out brawl. Um, you know, there definitely isn't a whole lot of kumbaya other than the uh, the fact that we both love our Detroit Lions and we're drinking that Kool Aid. But yeah, let's go, man. We're always toe to toe. You never know what to expect. Let's get the sponsors in and let's come back and uh, drop the gloves. Everybody, we'll be right back. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. All right, everybody. This goes out to my fantasy football fans out there. Now, you probably heard about Reality Sports Online, the most powerful fantasy sports platform where owners can build and manage their fantasy team like a real NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? 
I mean, we're talking free agency, multi-year contracts, rookie drafts, multi-team trades. You could put franchise tags on guys. Uh, it's as close as you're going to get to being an NFL GM. But do you think it sounds complicated? It's not. I'm here to tell you it's the best thing about Reality Sports Online is it's just more fun than your normal fantasy league, but it doesn't take barely any more time. After all this, are you still not sure? I mean, come on now. You can test your general manager skills by going over to Reality Sports Online, call it RSO. Please go check out realitysportsonline.com right now. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. What's going on, Kool-Aid drinkers? We're back from the break. I'm your host, Derek Oakry. Thank you so much for listening to the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. I got my buddy here. Chops talking Lions football got me all riled up in the first segment. You'd think like I laid back, I kind of calmed down, I took it easy after the break. You know, no problems. I just thank you guys and say how much uh, enjoy the show and all that. No, I got more rants. I got more issues, and, and we're not gonna spend a ton of time on this. But has anybody been watching football recently? Yeah, anybody been watching non-Detroit Lions football? Chops. What is wrong with the NFL refs? Are they ever going to get this right? Why is it so hard? I watch the game from my couch. I don't have a zebra shirt. I don't have a whistle, but I probably should because I can make all these calls all day, every day. It's getting ridiculous. Lions fans have seen us get the short end of the stick. Now other teams are getting the short end of the stick. Bougie calls, craziness everywhere. Chops, are they are they ever going to get this right? When? Are they going to start getting more of these calls right? This is ridiculous. When? Okri, do you know when they're going to get this right? When are they going to get this right, Choppy? In the year 3000! <laughs> is when they're going to get it right, okay? And it, Which is never. They're never going to get it right. And listen, while we're on rants, I'm just going to rip the mic out of your hand, push you to the side, and I want to go on a rant about Jim Harbaugh, okay? I am so sick and tired of Jim Harbaugh talk. Like, every offseason, he's linked to this team, he's linked to that team, he's having lunch with that team. He went over and met this owner, he did this and that. Like, this morning, it was again, oh, he's, he's, keep an eye out, he's definitely going to Denver, Denver's making a move, and it's Jim Harbaugh, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, two hours later, I was actually with Sean Payton. Like, why do we have to, as Michigan fans, go through this every dang year with Jim Harbaugh nonsense? Like, the guy was in the NFL, he left the NFL, He's at his alma mater in college. He's winning. Why on earth would he want to leave that situation to go back to the NFL? When is that going to be done? I mean, gosh, Shabby. I mean, it's 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 about as laughable as that incredible drop you did from a previous show. If you didn't hear it, you got to go back and listen to our episode where we did a whole segment with that drop, and Choppy did it live, which was even funnier. <laughs> <laughs> incredible and you think i'm done no i'm not done with the nfl refs you want to know why because i feel like there's a conspiracy maybe going on yeah hit the music that's right i mean gosh we, we got late flags coming out we got obvious replays that we can't get right we're making up rules midway through the game i mean chops is it just me or is it all about Pat Mahomes' ankle? Let's get the big markets to the game. <laughs> Let's do this, that, and the other. I mean, the Zebras have got to be better. Can we pay these guys, make them full-time, maybe train them a little bit better so they're not a lawyer during their day job? This is ridiculous. It needs to stop. When it stops and when they get the calls right and when they're more consistent and more accurate and when there's more accountability, I'll gladly turn off this music. 
Like I said before, Oak, I just don't know when they're going to get it right, man. You're right. You're spot on. It's all about the, you know, they want the sexy market. They want the, what game's going to sell the most tickets, but it's the Super Bowl. It's going to sell it no matter what. But dude, I, I mean, as NFL fans, I think we are just absolutely tired of these screw jobs going on. I mean, you know, Philly had to beat, you know, a, a fourth string quarterback to make it to the Super Bowl. How anticlimactic is that? Um, but you know what? I don't even want to talk about the Super Bowl. I want to talk about our Detroit Lions. Let's kick it off. Let's get the Kool-Aid flowing. Let's just get right back to what we were all here to hear about. There's no doubt. I'm I'm done ranting about all that. Just we had to go rapid fire because there's been ball on. It's not Detroit Lions ball. But you know when there was going to be Lions football? All this offseason we said earlier. And come training camp. Chops, you want to know a guy that's going to be in training camp? That's going to be ready to roll? That's going to be healthy? That's going to be ready to show everybody what he's got. His name is Jamo Jameson Williams. Like here, here's hashtag my take. Jamo fast. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate that. Everyone hashtag it on Twitter. Uh, we love doing the Kool-Aid gimmicks on Twitter. Most of the time when me and chops are putting out tweets, they're just making fun of stuff we do on the show or needling each other. So um, I know you guys enjoy that. And uh, all the other tweets that, about the lions, the lions fans are everywhere. But speaking of hashtag JMO fast, here, here's my thing, choppy. And it's, it's a half rant, half like, tell me, tell me what's going on. You were live on the show. When the Lions stepped to the podium and was like, who are they going to take? They just traded up. What's going on? I patiently sat in this chair and a minute or so before they made the selection, I said, give me James Williams, wide receiver, Alabama. This guy's a ball player. I know he's hurt. No problem. They take this kid. It takes him a while to get on the field, longer than we hoped. He comes back. Excited to see him. He looks the part. He's fast as can be. It's incredible. The thing that's got me hung up, man, is he played like a good handful plus of games. He had one catch for like a 50-yard touchdown. He had one run for like a 45-plus yard run that almost scored. He did not catch another football. So people still seem totally high on him. I'm totally high on him. I think his speed's elite. I think he's going to be great. But please tell me that they're going to get this guy the ball on slants crosses goes stops because i need the ball his way a lot more i need to be healthy i need to be swaggy and what i told him i want to fix his gear make him look a little bit cooler on the field and i cannot wait to see this guy but we cannot have one catch in one run that's inexcusable i don't care what you had around him i don't care how he's getting back like there should have been more usage there now they look back Listen, Okri, I know that you're still high on this guy. He, I mean, look, he's batting a thousand, right? One catch, one touchdown, right? Woo! <laughs> um, listen, the Kool Aid is still on with this guy. I think he, people are just going to forget about him, but they should not. He is going to come in to camp ready to battle. I'm on raw for the number one wide receiver slot on this team. The guy is hashtag JMO fast. Don't forget about what he did in college. We eased him in in his five games that he played this year. He had nine targets, 41 yards, that big run. But, dude, he is going to come into camp and ready to go lights out just like it's his real rookie year. I, I, I have no doubt about it. Pops, let me ask you this. You ever, you ever take your kids to the zoo? Yeah, of course. Yeah, you ever take them to the zoo and maybe you go over like where they keep the cheetahs and you're looking at the cheetahs and, and before they take off sprinting and your kids are just amazed, you're like, that cheetah ain't hashtag JMO fast. You ever do that? I'll give you one better, Okri. You know, I was in the zoo the other day and uh, I was watching the, uh, I think it was, was it a leopard? And it was chasing a gazelle and it was like, zoom, zoom. I looked at my son. I said, "Buddy, <laughs> they ain't hashtag JMO fast." You were at the zoo in the snow the other day. I was in Florida. <laughs> okay. Oh man, incredible! <laughs> I thought that was like the most ridiculous example. Yet you you literally just did it, which is incredible. Cause hashtag JMO fast. So I'm right with you, man. I think he's gonna be incredible. I just think we would have loved to get a bigger sample size. And I just want to say on this pod and apologize to this guy that. As much as I have fun with all his names and saying them on the show, I, I don't give enough credit week in, week out to Amon Ra, 
ARSB. Like, I feel like I brush over him a lot of times, or I'm going through the receivers. I'm like, DJ, that's my DJ. Look out for JMO. You love the serpent, Josh Reynolds. It's like, yeah, we have this other guy named number 14 who just balls every week and makes incredible plays. So we got to look at him as just a cornerstone of this team. But uh, gosh, if JMO is even like 80% of what we all think he's going to be, he's still going to be incredible. And I've got some tough keeper decisions in some leagues uh, where I'm debating on him, but I think he's just going to be awesome. So I just wanted to get that out there. People hang in there and just be excited about this kid. He's going to be ready to roll, ready to go. And Chops, like I said, we gave out the number for the Kool-Aid hotline. We got the classics, you know, like the Cornbread Jerry's, the Bo Nose, Bo DeFrisco, Stephen Cal. You guys know all the names. Um, you know, they're going to be calling in. We'll get that thing fired up here in this offseason or especially next season. I expect next season you guys to be making pregame calls, after-game calls, rants um, all over the Kool-Aid hotline, 989-272-3484. But Chops... I think it's time. I think it's time to do this. Oh, don't tease me, Oakry. Don't tease me. <laughs> it's time to talk about the NFL draft. Now, let me pull this music down for a minute. I wanted to get you fired up. It always does when we talk about the NFL draft. We usually save it for when we're doing mocks. But before we get to our mock drafts, I want to talk to you about strategies. Now, there's all these things that get thrown out on the old Twitter machine about Lions need to go all defense. The Lions don't need anybody on offense. The Lions need to take an offensive lineman and make that a strength. The Lions need to avoid these positions. The Lions are definitely going to take a corner early in the draft. Like, there's all these things. I mean, you talk about like waiting on running back, tight end, early quarterback, or do you stash a guy? I'm talking about like our offense is already balling. We had a player. I mean, you can make that a strength. I mean, or you could load up on defense and try to get that better. Both of those work in my opinion. Um, yeah, I understand the offensive line is good. Could it be better? Maybe. But what kind of asset do you want to spend? Do you want to roll the dice? Take some no-name quarterback like you named earlier and think that they're going to become a stud. And how do the Lions value linebacker? You know, you see these people on 97.1, the ticket. I mean, gosh, this guy's a zone drop on the show. Okay, Kool-Aid drinker and, you know, cornbread muffin and all that. I mean, you know he listens. You know they all listen to the show. But he wants to take a linebacker in every round, every year. All we'd have is linebackers from from 1 to 53 on this team if he was the GM. But, like, everyone's always saying linebacker this, linebacker that. The Lions don't play many linebackers. They've already invested in some young linebackers. They can find linebackers. Or... Do you want a stud? Do we need a ball player at that position at the right value? So, Chops, I just threw out a ton of strategies and thoughts. Pick out a couple or tell me kind of where your head is at heading into this draft of like, hey, these are kind of my pillars. These are my principles that I'm going into with it. Or do you do like I do sometimes? I don't have many principles because I like BPA. I'm taking ball players anytime I can get them and almost don't care where they play. Wow, that was a lot. That was an absolute lot. I, I mean, I, I'm going to have to pick and choose here. So, yeah, I think a lot of people go into the draft um, without doing much analysis, and they kind of play fantasy football, right? Like, oh, you know, we got to get that stud running back from Texas. Uh, you know, oh, we got to, you know, make sure we get that that sexy wide receiver. You know, I don't play fantasy football when it comes to the NFL draft and my Detroit Lions, right? Like, I think anybody that tells you that they – they stick to one specific strategy that, you know, that they, there's a reason why they're not an NFL GM, right? Like you have to do what the board dictates to you. Yes. You can have a focus, right? Like my, my focus this year, I'm, you know, I'm really looking at that defensive line uh, in the first six picks and I'm really looking at my secondary with that 18 pick. But you know, if, again, if there is just an absolute ball player stud that somehow, some way falls to you there, who's maybe not a, the biggest position of need, you can't just be like, nah, can't do it, not going to take him. Like, y- you have to be fluid, and you have to have your board. And if a guy who's not in a position of need falls in a spot way down where and you have him high, you got to take him. Now, I will say that I am seeing a lot of people mocking a quarterback to the Lions at six, 
or uh, at at their first second round pick. I am not. That is not part of my strategy right now. I'm not focusing on that. I want a big, nasty defensive stud with that first pick. But that you know, again, I also trust Brad Holmes. So, so let me ask you this: when you, when you say you want like this big, nasty defensive stud, like I've seen a lot of stuff out there about. You know, why Why would the Lions go edge? They already have Charles. They got Hutch. I mean, I think he has a drop on the show, right, Choppy? Unleash Hutch. Yes, sir. We've got Romeo Quara under contract for big money. We've got Kaminsky. We've got Houston, who last time I checked is a problem for the opponent. Houston, we have a problem. <laughs> Like, so people are like, well, you can't take another rush player. Look at all those bodies. My, my opinion has consistently been, I can never have enough rushers. Then you go to cornerback. Hey, 18, there's all these corners available. In the second round, my boy Forbes is available who can find the football kind of like Kirby can. You know, you got other good prospects that are going to fall down the board. Definitely need another corner. Well, I'm looking at this roster saying... For the majority of the time, I liked what Mr. Okuda did. Everybody knows I love J-U-U-U-R-R-Y-Y-Y, Jury Jacobs. I mean, we've got other young cats out there. We don't know where Iffy's going to play. We've got other guys that need opportunities on the outside. Yes, you can add depth there. But it's like, I saw a mock. Somebody locally was like taking back-to-back corners at 6 and 18. Are you insane? Like, no, I'm not doing that. No, it's not because, like, I'm ruling it out off the front. It's just that that doesn't make any sense to me of double dipping on corners with your first two selections. Um, So how do you feel about when people say, like, we already have too many bodies or we don't have enough bodies, and so I'm just going to max my resources into one spot? You know, oh, we don't have linebackers. Let's take two linebackers out of our first three picks. No. Yeah, I listen. I you can again. I agree with you. You can never have enough edge players, right? And when you're taught, and again, there's more than just you got like you got to take more factors into where you're taking guys, right? Like we took Jeff Okuda, uh, you know, in a, with a top five pick, and the dude is getting paid out. Like, look at the league. You got to think about your salary cap situation. You got to think about that. Like edge. edges get paid right again there's no problem with a Tyree Wilson or another Miles can you imagine like Will freaking Anderson on the other side of Hutch for the for the next four years are you kidding me and again it's the NFL injuries are a fact of life all right Romeo he's you know he's one injury away from not playing anymore you know yes you named a bunch of guys but you gotta have depth and that is a spot where you can never have enough edge rushers. You know, now oh, let's talk, you know, let's talk about oh. the secondary, right? Like, yes, I understand Tracy Walker is coming back. And yes, I understand Mr. Okuda had a great start to the season, started to peter off a little bit towards the end. But man, when you're looking at these guys that are going to be available, you're looking at Ringo, you're looking at Gonzalez, you're you're looking at the kid from Illinois, Witherspoon. Like, those are just ridiculous ball hawk talented guys. Again, can you imagine lining one of those guys up across from Mr. Okuda? Like, you have to look at this team and you realize that their defense was the problem last year and they got to add weapons and studs. And those are the two spots that I'm really focusing on. And I'm not saying that there isn't going to be some quality guys later in the draft, right? Like, let's say, like, there's just a wide receiver or a whatever at 18. You just can't pass up on him because he, he dropped and he's a stud. And you're like, oh, my gosh, imagine lining this guy on the field with Amara and Jamo. Like, then you grab him and you look at, you know, you look at your second round corners. You know, look at your Ringos and things like that, guys that may fall. But you got to take studs. You got to take weapons. Yeah, so I, I gave you a hard time on the front part of the show. So, like, you'd think I, I, I'm not going to do that on the back half, but I can't help myself, one, because you did something that used to be a gimmick on the show, and as you basically repeated my whole take about the rush players, and then you named off some of the same corners I did with the same take. So that's a bell. You also get a bell for continually saying right all the time on this pod. Just because you say right at the end of a take doesn't mean I agree with you. That's first and foremost. <laughs> 
but but I, I guess like you, you mentioned money and, and the other reason I laughed during one of your take it wasn't because the hilarity of the content was because you mentioned depth and then you also mentioned what these guys get paid two two drums that I've been banging on this show for how long I remember even in our fantasy league you would you would talk to me and I would always say you have to have depth when your players get hurt you have to have a decent guy behind them I don't care how good your starter is you laugh me out of the gym what'd you say the last couple years man okay I'm working on my depth and trying to get more depth to these positions because because your injuries caught you so like between that and what you pay these guys is why it's important. That is why I'm willing to take Murphy or Tyree or another rush player. Please God be Will Anderson. Because these guys make like 20 plus million dollars a year. And I'm going to take them as a rookie and pay them nothing and still get a hell of a ball player that's 22 years old. Like the financials, the depth of the team, and the talent of the player are three humongous factors on why you do or don't take someone. So let me get this straight. You rang the bell, you mocked me for saying right, and then you did exactly what I had just, you had claimed that I had just done, renaming the same players, talking about how what I just said was right. Got it. Okay, yes. I fully agree. Because because you, you saying what you think I just said was me saying it a long time ago and you saying it now. So we're like we're in this vicious cycle of you just learning from me and and putting it out as your take. That that's what's really happening here. But no, I I want your thoughts on the salary portion because that's another thing people don't think about when they're just like grabbing running backs and this and that. It's like, do you realize like you probably want to get a guy that at his peak, if he's a real baller, is going to make eighteen to twenty two million dollars in the next few years. Yet you're going to be paying him six on a rookie deal instead of paying a running back eight when every other running back in the league makes three million. Like that's the financials of the game. Yeah. I mean, look, we, we did a, we're, we did a whole segment last off season and we'll probably do another one. Dollars make sense, right? Like, do you want to pay Bijan Robinson $8 million a year when you can resign? Uh, oh, I don't know. Um, Swago for like five. <laughs> like, Hello. Well, this show's off the rails. All right, Chavi, let, let me ask you this. You're the quarterback guy. Jared Goff's your boy. It has been well established. You shocked me in the early part of the show talking about taking a QB, and then you tried to scale it back saying, well, I'm going to wait. You know, I'm going to get some no-name that's going to be working at the bowling alley, and he's going to be Tom Brady number two. Like, are you in this a quarterback and stash, or are you just like – Jared Goff's playing great. This is great mojo. This is all in this season. I want only players that can help this current team. I want to win the division, win a playoff game. Don't care about the big cornerstones. Don't care about the future. Is is that where you're at? Or are you going to play the middle, do like a Logan Lamarandier take where you're like, no, I care about the future, but I want to win now. And I hope both happen, but I'm not sure. I mean, that is a, that is a hot take. That's a really hard take to follow. Um, but I mean, I'll be honest, like, I feel like my quarterback future is actually pretty okay because Jared Goff is not that old. He's still got a lot of football left. So yeah, I am in the boat of I'm set at quarterback for at least the next three years, but it would be reckless of me to not address our backup quarterback situation. Our backup quarterback situation has been terrible for how many years now? So, yeah, I'm in a draft a quarterback, a decent depth quarterback further down in the draft when it makes sense and let him get some tutelage behind my boy, JG16. Address both the future and the present. All right. Uh, let's let's do this. Let's let's end the show with a bang. Why don't we? <laughs> let's play that music. Let's get some mock drafts going. Choppy. We don't have a ton of time, but we got time to look at an Okri mock. Are you ready for this? All right, hang on. Um, yes, let me let me get my salary cap up here. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Using the PFF mock draft simulator, the first mock that I did with the sixth pick, the Detroit Lions select. Will. 
Anderson Jr. I don't want to hear it out there, people. Oh, he's not going to be there. He was there in this mock. I ran the car to the podium. (laughs) That is my best pick that I could. That's the best scenario that could possibly happen (laughs) to our Detroit Lions is if Will Anderson is there at six. It is the best scenario. Now, this is where it gets kooky. Choppy, do you want to hear pick 18? Oh, baby. Uh, Probably not. But yeah. (laughs) With the 18th pick, the Detroit Lions select J. S. N. Jackson Smith and Jigba. He's sliding down the board. Everyone had him as a top three selection. I'm taking him. I'm bolstering my receiving core and balling. Thoughts? I don't hate it. He fell. If he dropped and he's there, I don't hate it. I don't. With the 48th pick, the Oakery Lions blow chops his mind again and take Darnell Washington, tight end, Georgia, 6'7", 270-plus, I believe. He catch, he can block, he's a red zone nightmare. What do you think? Hate it. Hate it. Absolutely hate it. I, you're going two offensive weapons with your uh, two of your top three picks. All right. With the, I with the 50, I don't 50, hate the player. I hate the pick. With the 55th pick. The Detroit Lions compound Choppy's anger, and they take Gibbs, <laughs> running back, Alabama. You're done. Brad Holmes just kicked you out of the draft room. You are no longer allowed anywhere near the Detroit Lions ever again. I'm not done because at pick 81. I swear to God, if you say quarterback, I'm gonna lose. I'm gonna. I'm hanging up. I'm gonna lose it. I took. Penny's brother, Noah, okay. Jeez, linebacker. Okay, you redeem yourself a little bit there. I actually absolutely love that pick. I think he's the type of linebacker that we like, and he's there. If he's there at 81, I don't hate that. So you redeemed yourself. Your first and your fifth pick were okay. They were actually were two thumbs up. Middle, blah. <laughs> oh, I, knew, I knew you'd say that. Chappie, do you got a mock, or do you want me to go to Oakry mock number two? Oh, gosh. <laughs> all right. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Hold on. Disclaimer, right. people. Get ready for all the picks you've heard everywhere else. Go ahead. No. Okay. With the sixth overall pick, the Detroit Lions select Tyree Wilson. Sorry, Choppy. Redo. I, I went over your pick. I thought you were waiting for the drop. Redo the pick. Are you going to play the music? No, I'm going to let you just go because we clunked it up. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. With the sixth pick, the Detroit Lions select Edge Tyree Wilson, Texas Tech. I like it. This guy has go-go gadget arms. He snatches you from any part on the football field and gets the quarterback on the ground. I like him. Yep. All right. With the 18th pick, the Detroit Lions select Zay Flowers, wide receiver, Boston College. No. <laughs> At 18, are you on, are you just off your rocker? This guy's like a he's going to be in the second, third. I don't even know where he's going to go. I like this player. He's tiny. No. I rege- he's he's getting picked in the top 20 in every in every pick that I'm doing, uh. but that's okay. All right. I followed your wide receiver tra- uh, track there too, buddy. Took the wrong one, that's for sure. Go ahead. With the 48th pick, the Detroit Lions select quarterback, Georgia, Kaylee Ringo. And yes, I know, I don't couldn't believe he was there, but he was there. Been sliding down, which is crazy. He was in the second round of mine, too, and I either already addressed the position or, you know, just... I don't know. I just haven't studied him enough yet, but he's sliding. That's for sure. Go ahead. He is sliding, but he's got the ability to play corner, and if he and because of his speed, he could shift the safety if needed to. That's why I like him. All right. With the 55th pick, the Detroit Lions select John Michael Smiths from Minnesota to fill our offensive guard position. <laughs> I know, I know. You don't like it. <laughs> Who you got at 81? This better be at good. 81, our Detroit Lions select quarterback Hendon Hooker from Tennessee. Oh my goodness! Hold on. That was for you. That we, was we for have, you. <laughs> we have sound drops or stuff like that. 
Oh my goodness, that knocked me off my chair. You took a quarterback in the top three rounds. This goes against everything that you believe in. Everybody. Who won the mock? I mean, who had the better mock? I mean, Chops went a little bit safer than I did. I tried to get ball players at every pick regardless of position. I did a couple other mocks where I took like edge, corner, linebacker. Then I got a little crazy on the offensive side of the ball and took some skill guys because I think that's still in play. But, Choppy, the draft can't get here quick enough. I mean, we got to do like 8 million more of these. We got to do full shows on this. We have to get in the weeds. We got to mix it up. We've got to get people educated about these football players. Do not have a closed mind. Do not sit there and be like, oh, I'm going to do this. You have to pretty much flush out all options in the NFL draft and do what is best for the team so that we can win now, have a bright future, and excite the city and get it rolling. What do you, Don't you think? That's what you got to do, Okri. And listen, I think you hit the nail on the head. I've already done, gone through about 200 mock draft simulators, and there's probably going to be about 2,000 more to go before the actual draft happens. So... Look, so my you gotta, you is, gotta adjust needs, but you can't just get locked into one strategy, as we've talked about. Um, you know, the the fun thing about the mock draft simulator is that you know the salary cap situation isn't there, but um, it is fun to just see who's there and who's not. And, and again, you know, I would absolutely just go ballistic if we could get a Will Anderson at six and uh, double down on a corner, whether it was uh, you know Witherspoon or Gonzalez at eighteen. But hey, you got to see how the draft picks fall. And I trust Brad Holmes, so let's go. Choppy, if you did 200 mocks, why you got Zay Flowers at 18? That's what I want to know. He's a good football player. He's small. I can't see him going that high, but I've been wrong before. I'm sure he'll be wrong again. Choppy, I got less than a minute. I'm still trying to talk so that I can end the music perfectly like I always do. The Detroit Lions and Brad Holmes are going to dominate the 2023 NFL Draft again. Boom. Did it, everybody. I can't even thank Chops for running out of time. We got to get out of here. He came on the show. He killed it. We had a lot of fun, as we always do. And we'll catch you next week right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. We're out. One pride. Pack the bag. Start the plane. This game is over. It is over. What a comeback by the Lions. Drink it in, man.